View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. I think it's fair to say that the initiation of what appears to be only pertaining to the human species on the planet, at least at this point in time, is significant and ongoing. And I think that's part of the challenge, especially at this point in time. I think again for humans we're we're so used to being in control of our domain we're so used to seeing ourselves at the top of the pyramid at the apex that to be laid low in so many different ways to literally and figuratively in many cases being brought to our knees is most definitely the whole point as humans, we, we don't really do really well with this kind of thing because we've, we've perpetuated this myth that we have put ourselves on outside of nature and nature is at our beck and call instead of the other way around. And so this is, I think, particularly painful. And at least as far as initiations are concerned, that's the whole point. I would like to tell you that it's that it's different, that initiations, at least from a shamanistic standpoint, are meant to bring you to your knees. They are meant to bring you out of the place where you once were with yourself, because to a certain extent, that place where you once were with yourself doesn't serve you any longer. And again, as humans, we're, we're not really good at going, oh yeah, mm-hmm, I've outgrown this place. Oh my gosh, look, yes, that's the next place I need to be. We tend to wait until we're squeezed really, really tightly, like into a shoe that doesn't fit anymore or into clothes that don't fit us anymore that we truly, literally and figuratively have outgrown rather than what the rest of nature does is, oh yeah, oh that's so much better for me, let me move over there. At the same time, we all know that a seed growing into a plant of any kind is the ultimate act of self-dismantling. That seed has to literally split open its shell in order for the growth that's happening internally to make its way and oftentimes get pushed up through mounds of dirt in order to find the sunlight and the rain and the air that it so desperately craves that's locked into its DNA. And I don't think at this point in time we can easily separate out the individual initiation from the group or the collective initiation either. Because, of course, you see 
one is the other and the other is the one. And humans, we tend to, we're not really good at straddling what animals are really good at straddling. In other words, they have an individual experience here on the planet. That's very clear. At the same time, though, their default, their actual default, and I'd like to think their conscious awareness is collective anyway. With humans, we, I think sometimes we sink way too deeply <laughs> into this temporary experience. Number one, because we're supposed to. It's supposed to be visceral. It's supposed to be seductive. It's supposed to be, wow, I really got that awareness in this lifetime because it was so meaningful to me through the nervous system, through our mental abilities, basically the whole design. But animals have found a way to float above and to have one paw or one foot or a few scales or a little bit of the turtle shell in one area and the other quite firmly in the collective, knowing that at times their very livelihood and their very, the length of their experience depends upon how, how deeply they are attuned to the movements and the fluctuating energies of every other species around them, even if that species happens to be predator to them, and even if they happen to be prey to an, a different kind of species. Sometimes I think that humans have kind of abandoned the goal of collective consciousness or awareness as, as something that's just wishful at this point in time. We're all about the feeling good, right? We're all about the, ooh, let's gather together and let's go ahead and, and do this and, ooh, we can fight this virus and um, not to call out any actors and I won't name names, but um, you probably know um, Mr. All Right, All Right, All Right posted a video of we're going to fight this. To a certain extent, as I've said openly before on past podcasts, that for me that's very similar to the path that I consciously chose not to take with the diagnosis of MS that my body received umpteen years ago. It never really made sense to me to fight something that my body chose, at least initially, to to bring into my experience. I felt it was much better for me to learn from it, to learn how to dance with it, and to to not try and separate that out from my experience because clearly I was meant to get something from that, that physical experience in this particular physical form in this particular lifetime. And so while I think humans are pretty quick to attempt to close the door on the shadow and run away from the shadow, there is absolutely no mistaking the fact that we are, and probably likely have been for quite some time, entering into a deeper phase of dismantling. And the interesting thing about dismantling is that it, I think it depends upon your perspective. Some people, things being dismantled, they'll look at it as the absolute height, or probably more accurately, depth of destruction. And I would invite you, if you could, to get to the place where you're not seeing this as destruction. You are seeing it as a dismantling 
of the collective species known as human experience on this planet at this point in time of things that no longer serve our highest and best good. And to a certain extent, the collective energy of this species is somehow in resonance, as much as we don't like to think that we are, we are somehow in resonance, a great majority of us, with COVID-19. To be very clear, this does not mean that, oh, I want anybody to get COVID-19. I, if I get sick with COVID-19, that I somehow, that I somehow brought this into my experience. And yet, when we look at the work of one of my favorites, Louise Hay, that's exactly what that does mean. Of course, science would probably say that this was poppycock and magical thinking and any one of another of different kind of aspersions cast upon some of the thoughts that I'm sharing with you in this podcast. But just on the off chance that I'm not wrong, the very least I would invite you to step into the place of your own individual shadow and just take a look at COVID-19. Just take a look at it. Ask yourself the question, what purpose does this serve for me? First and foremost, very important question. And then secondly, what purpose does this serve for the collective consciousness known as the human species on this planet at this point in time? And because we're all individual, both of those responses and any insights you gain will vary. I have a hunch, though, that there will probably likely be a thread tying all of those little individual responses and knitting even the collective responses together. Because we can't separate out one from the other, and we also can't separate out from the rest of the planet as long and and as hard as our species has tried to do. The really interesting thing about this, if we step back even a little bit more, is that apparently there were some orcas that were seen migrating from Iceland down to Italy. This happened back in December of 2019, just, what would that be, four months ago? I think it's fair to say that science didn't understand, perhaps, and air quotes, no orcas had ever been seen migrating that far uh, from Iceland all the way down south to Italy before. But again, just because we didn't see them, you know, the tree falling in the forest, um, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't mean that pods of orcas had not at some point in time been migrating that far. But the really interesting thing to me is that this pod of orcas was seen migrating back in December of 2019. I'll put some links on the podcast page on, in Buzzsprout with a couple of links to some of these articles. And just as we've already known by being on the planet with am- animals, if there's um, a natural um, phenomenon or a natural disaster coming, I think of earthquakes, I think of hurricanes, that long before the earthquake is actually measured or the hurricane is measured or the tornado is noticed, etc., 
on a particular geographical location by humans, it's not at all uncommon for animals to be seen fleeing that particular area. That they are somehow so phenomenally attuned to the vibration of the planet herself that they're just like, oh, I'm going to drop in barometric pressure. Wow, that's really significant. I think I need to find shelter. Oh, I felt that tremor. Oh, yep, I need to go to higher ground. I need to low, need to go to lower ground. Whatever that instinctual response is, and I would say intuitive response as well, they go ahead and do that. My thought with the orcas was that, what if? What if, way back in December, they knew, two or three months in the very near future, maybe even just two months at this point in time, based on what we know about how COVID-19 has affected the humans in Italy so far. What if they knew that the energy was shifting so dramatically and that not only was the air quality going to be shifted so dramatically over Italy, I'll put a link to that in the podcast notes as well, the same thing happened in China, you can see a really dramatic difference in coloration as far as air pollution. Of course, being so close to a body of water, yes, that would naturally affect the oxygen in the water as well. So what if, what if those orcas knew it's safe for us to migrate that far because we know that things are going to get better close to the time that we're there. We already know it's going to be safe for us to migrate that far down south that no human has ever seen us migrate before. There's another report coming out of Venice that because, again, the same, the same kind of lack of human activity and really burden placed upon the planet that all of a sudden the waters and all of the canals are getting very, very, very clear because there's been not as much, nearly not as much tourist activity, no sightseeing boats, no churning up of the mud underneath, mudding the waters. We have mud in the water, decreases the oxygen saturation level in the water. Everything is very, very clear. Dolphins are coming back. Swans are coming back. Nature is always, always, always going to hit the reset button. That's just how this works on this planet. And the delusion that humans as a collective species has been under for so long is that we can just be here and can we can just take and take and take and take. And that there not be, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction at some point in time. I would invite you not to step into the place of delusion, that the place of victimhood of, oh my God, what have we done? Why are we suffering like this? How is it that my life has been upended so dramatically by such a microscopically small thing? That's the whole point of initiations. That's the whole point where you agree, you embrace, you step into this place of shadow. You ask Shadow, what gift do you have for me today? What purpose is this serving in my particular individual experience? What purpose is this serving for the experience known as human on this planet at this point in time?
I would not be at all surprised if you'll hear some answers. If you listen deeply enough, if you ponder to maybe an extent that you haven't ever pondered before, if you feel probably more deeply than you ever have before. Some of you might be familiar with Joseph Campbell, an amazing mythologist. There's a book that he wrote, really well-known book, called The Hero's Journey. And in it, then you can look it up, you can Google it, and I'll also put a link in the Buzz um, Sprout podcast notes. Certainly in describing the hero's journey, there's a cyclical thing where there's um, starting out onto the hero's journey, you gather your guides to you, gather the help that you need, you undergo uh, transformations, you accept and embrace challenges, and about midway through, you are at the place of death and rebirth. Once you pass through, as the saying goes, the eye of the needle, you come up on the other side with the gifts that you have gathered from having gone through this initiation. There's no coincidences. There's no really mistakes on this planet. There's just experience and there's just awareness. I would invite you as much as possible at this point in time to step into these places. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear. As long as you look with neutrality and ask the question, you definitely will be given the answer. Remember, we're all here with you on this journey, most especially all of the other species on the planet. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animals I View podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.